I love it when you wear blue, Gabe. I mean, I love you in anything, but you wore blue that first time I saw you, so anytime I see you in blue, it reminds me of how I felt at that moment. How I never really knew what being on a podcast was until I saw you. You unlocked something inside me that day. Something I didn't even realize was there. And, and right then, I knew that nothing in my life was ever going to be the same. In that moment, I was transformed permanently. You did that. Dramatic pause. <laughs> Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. My day. Let's stay big boy here. Let's bright. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Welcome to Facing Off a podcast where we share our opinions about two movies we find to be similar by comparing, contrasting, and rating them. I'm your potentially insane host, Gabe. And this is my duly appointed federal marshal, Nick. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Nick? Hey, man. Uh, you want to introduce our special guest that we have on today? This is our very special and absolutely unsane guest, Jimmy. Hi, everyone. Hey. I'm special and unsane. Jimmy's been our friend for a long time, and yeah. he likes to talk about movies, too. Yeah, I'll talk yeah about he's uh, one of my favorite movie friends. We would watch movies all the time um, when we lived together, and uh, we're glad to have you on, man. You Welcome wanna... to my for... kitchen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? We are, we're all interested sure. in you. You're pretty interesting. Hey, man. man. Uh, I'm a PhD student at the University of Virginia. That's pretty much most of my life. And you went to fucking Harvard, dude. I fucking went to Harvard. Yeah. All wow. of the Boston themes for these movies. That's true. We're all drinking clam chowder. Yeah. Yep. Drinking. We're drinking clam drinking chowder. Clam chowder, just yeah. chugging chowder. Just and like the Bostonians. Some Jameson's and <laughs> clam chowder. That's not even Boston. Everyone knows real Bostonians drink their clam chowder. Well, uh, cool, man. We're glad to have you on the podcast. Yeah, Welcome baby. to your first podcast. The first of many. Oh, so um, many? Every time you come here, you're welcome <laughs> on. Uh... And no times at any And no time. other times. Yeah. yeah. You, can come uh, to, you can only come to my kitchen if you're going to record a podcast. In oh, good. It. Yep, true, true. It's uh, not a euphemism. We're in my kitchen. <laughs> we are actually in Nick's We're kitchen. We're in the His kitchen. beautiful new kitchen. I if love it. If you hear a hum... That's not a refrigerator. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's our tummies, because we're hungry. <laughs> yeah, we are. We spent all day watching movies for you. <laughs> so I hope you like it, listener. <laughs> Before we get into Singular these... Singular listener. One you're listener, one listener. Aaron. Hey, hey Aaron, listener. if you're listening, <laughs> we hey, miss Garen, you. Garen. Garen. Stop listening. Yeah. Stop. Get off the phone. You're a uh, good fan. Huh. Hang up your phone. So before we get into these two movies, uh, just a couple of quick shout outs. We like to have a few shout outs at the beginning. Uh, special shout out to my friend Mike Arnstein, who uh, when I was with my friends in San Francisco, blurted out, oh, you guys should do Bugs, versus, uh, Bugs Life versus Ants. And he was like very excited about it, and everyone ripped him a new one. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> I would but love to do that. I honestly, Mike, dude, I remember Mike. He yeah. stayed at my dad's house. Yeah, he did um, for like 
a half an hour, and then right. he was like, "I'm going to, I'm going to camp at Coachella." I'm going to Coachella, <laughs> and then he, and then he went to camp at Coachella. Yeah, but uh, shout out to you, Mike. Shout out to Cole Casella. Thank you for the feedback on the podcast. You have been really helpful. Shout out to Michael Stracy. Good to see you, buddy. And then shout out to Brown, uh, Brian Roundtree, who listens to all of our podcasts. And Squarebush. Yeah, he hates everything that I say, but he loves everything you say, Nick. So, really? Yeah. That's cute. That he likes does messing with me. not well, surprise me. let me know where I land on that spectrum. Oh, he's going to love you yeah, even more than baby. both of us. Really? Uh, but yeah, thank you to all four of you. We appreciate it. And to every other listener. Nick, you got any shout outs? Good. Fuck No, everyone. because you did not warn me that I would be asked that question. I did you, warn you before the did. podcast. He did indeed. Yeah, even our guest knows. And Nick. well, then I guess yeah, was I wasn't yeah. listening. Uh, well, so Nick, Jimmy, we are going to be doing Shutter Island versus Unsane, and there Ooh. will be spoilers. So, yeah, and these are two movies that yeah. you don't want spoiled. Yeah, you don't really. Yeah, they both have yeah. cool twists, so you shouldn't. They're have them both uh, generally fun movies to watch too. Yeah, that's so. my uh, that's our early uh, review. Yep. I think is the synopsis. Turn yeah. it off now if you don't want it spoiled. Nick, hit Un- him with the synopsis of Unsane. Unsane is the movie I am going to talk about. Uh, but I want to thank everyone for being here with us this <laughs> evening in my kitchen. Uh, Unsane is the story of Soul. <laughs> Sorry, her name is so ridiculous. Her name is Sawyer Valentini, uh, played by Claire Foy. She is a victim of a stalker. Um, who enters into some brief and what appears to be very pleasant counseling uh, to tackle some uh, yeah. past traumas involving this stalking that took place when she lived in Boston. Yeah. But now she no longer she was lives living in, in Boston. Boston. Yeah, she's in she some nondescript location. Elsewhere. Pennsylvania. She's in oh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. She's okay. 415 miles Somewhere. away from Boston now. Okay. She sees a counselor. The counselor seems pleasant. But Sawyer talks about potentially having suicidal ideation. So... That therapist enters her into a 24-hour hold at a psychiatric facility. Turns out, uh, if you punch a guy in the face when you're in a 24-hour hold, they keep you for longer. Two guys. Two, two guys. guys. She yeah. punched two dudes two, yeah. well, She two kicked dudes one the of the nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that guy was assaulting her. Yeah, that's true. No, he touched her shoulder. Yeah, and he was he just said, talking I'm to Joshua. her gently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did just introduce himself. <laughs> Anyways, she ends up being in this hold for a lot longer than 24 hours. She learns from Jay Farrow, who I assume is doing his best impression of a decent actor. Oh, oh nailed it. Sorry, Zap. Jay. We're, we're best friends with Jay. So yeah, like, we, we love Jay. Jay, so come on the show. Yeah. Um, oh, so uh, she learns from him that uh, insurance companies are super sketchy. And she's going to be in this hold for about seven days. She's upset about this. And however, she becomes even more upset when she finds out that her stalker is actually working at the facility where she will be spending the next week. Um, Turns out that that stalker, although we are led to believe is perhaps a figment of her imagination, is indeed her stalker and not not a figment of her imagination. So after a bit of a kerfuffle... Um, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle? Kerfuffle. We haven't used that word on here, but I no, love that word. No, that's a great word. Uh, Sawyer uh, bests her stalker, escapes from her stalker, is then captured by her stalker, kills her stalker, but never actually rids herself oh. of her past trauma. Wow. Beautiful. 
Uh, freeze frame. Yeah, yeah freeze frame. <laughs> <at the very end. laughs> Slow zoom. <laughs> Uh, Shutter Slow Island. Zoom, turn like Bigfoot in that old. Oh yeah, and just then like walking film. across. Yeah. You guys gotta watch or the elf. movie before you completely understand. Or, or yeah. buddy, the elf yeah. does it. Just watch the movie. Uh, lost the last like three seconds. You'll understand that joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shutter that. Island is a 2010 mystery film directed by Martin Scorsese, starring a most the most lovable version of Leo possible. Totally normal Leo. Um, oh, in yeah. it, controversial. In take. it. Uh, duly appointed federal marshal Teddy <laughs> Teddy Daniels arrives at Ashcliff, a mental hospital for the criminally insane, with his newly his newly appointed partner uh, uh, it, Chuck. It's I can't called say partner. His uh, newly appointed partner. We're gonna do uh, really Chuck. bad Boston accents yeah. this whole episode. Everyone. The two so. of them have been sent to the prison to find a missing patient, Rachel Solando, who suddenly escaped as if she evaporated straight through the walls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He also finds out that the person who set fire to his home and killed his wife named Andrew Latis is a patient at the prison. But over the course of the investigation, he finds that things aren't as they seem and that there are more mysteries abound. Eventually, he finds out that he's not actually a duly appointed federal marshal, but the 67th patient at Ashcliffe. On an elaborate role play game to get him to admit that his wife killed their children and he killed his wife after asking why she was all wet, baby. Uh, in the end, Teddy, who is actually Andrew Latis, accepts that he's insane and committed homicide and he agrees to undergo a transorbital lobotomy so that he is officially not a duly appointed federal marshal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so today's two movies are Shutter Island and Unsane. They are two movies in which someone is entered into... Well, well yeah. Yes, well, yes. Sort of, yeah. yeah. They both involve psychiatric holds and facilities yep. and shadiness. Yeah, and PTSD. And PTSD. Yeah. yeah. PTSD. Do you know any, like, are there Which other similarities for you that you think are, make these two <laughs> movies good to compare? Those are like the big thematic ones. Yeah. Uh, Boston, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just random. Yeah, a lot of Boston. Um, yeah, trauma. Yeah. For sure, trauma is the big one. Yeah. Yeah, that is the overarching theme. All right, so let's get into this, boys. Uh, our rating scale, just to reiterate, especially to you, Jimmy, is one to seven. One being lowest, seven being highest, and four being neutral or average or in between. We have five categories for you guys. Uh Today, we're going back to our categories from the Gone Girl versus a Simple Favor episode, and we will be doing Eye Candy, Spectacularity, True Detective, Actoring, and Originality. Let's get it started with right. Eye Candy. Let's start with Shutter Island. Jimmy, take it away. Eye Candy, by the way, I'll just uh, reiterate to you. Eye Candy is just all the visual elements of the movie. Yeah. Uh, cinematography, production design, costuming, um, makeup, CGI, if there's CGI, any of that. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you think about Shutter Island. No, it's, it, as you know, I unabashedly love Shutter Island. I think we've seen it together four times. Now five at, at times. Least, now five times yeah. together. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, what is it? Visuals? What it's <laughs> eye candy. Yeah. Eye candy, yeah. It's a seven. Easy. Mm -hmm. Like, without a doubt. The, um, uh, uh, the the cinematography throughout the the film is incredible. The scene at the uh, the death camp yeah. where they shoot the Nazi soldiers and it pans That's with so the shooting cool. is incredible. Yeah. All of the little um, uh, dissonant 
things like the uh, glass of water that disappears when a woman like takes a drink out of it. Yeah. Um, little things to like make you feel unsettled are incredible. I, like I love this movie just for the visuals of it. Uh, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, Nick, what did you think about it? I gave it a six. I don't okay. think it's quite as like uh, perfect as maybe you guys do, but I well, don't, fuck off, dude. <laughs> okay, I don't. Uh, I think that the cinematography in the movie it can be a highlight sometimes, but I don't. I don't know if like like the uh, little like visual tricks like the water cup that you're yeah. talking about. I thought about that more in terms of the originality of the movie. Okay. Yeah, I put it in True Detective. Yeah, I was thinking more. Yeah, that's just the reason why. I mean, these categories are so. Right, and it uh, is a camera trick. It is a little bit of a camera trick, but I, um, I don't. I don't know. Like, like the costumes in the movie are like so so to me. I don't think they're amazing. Yeah. Although there's probably some cool detail in like Mark Ruffalo's costume and. Oh yeah, there's true. probably some really interesting details that we miss in the U.S. Marshal. Yeah, because you're not even thinking about that. Yeah, no, there's, but I'm you, sure that they're incorrect because they're not actual U.S. You, Marshal yeah, outfits, yeah, yeah, as yeah. it turns out. Did you notice how shiny his suit was when he would, like came out as the doctor? Oh, like it's a very sh- like. There's oh yeah, it's kind of like there's little it. sparkles on it. Yeah, I, I did no notice idea what that. that's about. It's glitter tweed, bro. Oh, uh, <laughs> glitter tweed. <laughs> you ain't on glitter tweed, dude. You're a professor and you're not wearing glitter tweed. I'm still learning, man. Yeah, yeah you don't well, have you don't have you a know package. What you're of, buying. You don't have a package of elaborate tweed suits delivered <laughs> yeah. once a month. You guys got to go to glitter tweed slash facing off. <laughs> yeah. Glitter yeah, hit in, uh, put in promo code facing off or glittertweed.com. <laughs> uh, so get your glittery tweed blazers. Uh, you had you, you're giving it a six out of seven, which is still like well so above good. average. Do you have like yes? Uh, I think is the cinematography is excellent. The costuming is whatever to me, and then I, I mean like, do you have a scene good. that encapsulates? Six is a good. Yeah. Yeah, is there is there a scene that really like hits it home for you to be a six? Because that's still a really high score. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes, uh, a couple of the ones that I wrote down. So we're on everything that happens in Dachau in mm-hmm. in the concentration camps yeah. is pretty phenomenal. The way that it looks yeah, is yeah. very uh, unsettling, and it really because this movie yeah. is about PTSD. Both of these absolutely. movies are about yeah, PTSD. Absolutely. And so, like for that scene to have the kind of set design that it does, and be so just like the frozen bodies like spilling out of the train cars like yeah that's that's yeah those are huge sets they're they're huge sets and they're disturbing and yeah in the in a way that impacts you as a uh a viewer and then other cool shots i mean there's a lot of like cool shots like you'll probably talk about the one where they they pan back and forth and Mm -hmm. you can see everything as it pans as if the camera's moving like the flash like super fast and then there's a there's a cool scene that they, when, when the camera moves with eye contact and when it doesn't. Yeah. When the yeah yeah, yeah they use the camera a lot as clues for yeah. the mystery. And then there's a cool scene at the beginning where they do like a flyover shot of the jeep driving up. And oh yeah, that's yeah. so cool. It reminds me of Jurassic Park for some reason. Yeah, a little bit sure, how it yeah. pans in. Sure. Yeah, I gave it a seven out of seven, just like Jimmy. I just think, and I I think going into this movie, I had put it down in my phone as a six, and I just forgot how great the cinematography is. I mean, they had an $80 million budget, which is pretty high. Um, yeah. but, and they used actually Tarantino's main cinematographer, Robert Richardson, is the one who shot this. And while I do like Tarantino movies, I don't necessarily think the cinematography is the big standout generally. Yeah, sometimes it can be. But yeah. this is just unbelievable. 
I think the big thing for me is I really love the dream sequences. They are, oh, yeah. um, they're so realistic to how dreams work and change around you and don't make sense until you wake up. And, um, they give you a lot of clues about the plot, which we'll get into in true detective. Um, I definitely think it's like some of my favorite dream sequences since uh, like Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire, which are the two that really do that well. Yeah. Um, I also love the way that he Scorsese chooses to frame certain shots and keep them steady or or go quickly back and forth. Like when he's showing the prison wards, he's like ward ward A, ward B, and it's just like shoots very quickly yeah. over to the side and stops. And they would do that when they were in the prison. And it, it like really helps to figure out what is reality and what very, isn't uh, and what the Tarantino -esque. perspective is. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys are right. I mean, the, the depiction of Dachau is, is incredible. I think the only a visual thing that annoys me is also that I think Teddy's tie is just so ridiculous. I can't handle it. I love it. them so much. <laughs> it's so puffy, wide. I puffy, fat, short ties are yeah. they're the worst. So but, they cool. were, but they were gifts from his wife. Oh, like, yeah. The true. joke is that like they're bad. True. Um, yeah. I think like the, my favorite scene... It's either the dream sequence when he has the migraine and he's going from Dachau to his conversation with Latis, in quotes, um, to finding the kids on the ground, uh, to finding the bloody kids on the ground. And then they do that. I didn't notice this until this viewing, but the cigarette smoke reverses back into the cigarette, that, which yeah, is that was so cool. cool. That effect looks incredible. Really cool. I don't even know how they do that effect. But, when was uh, that? Was that in one of the dream sequences? That was in that dream sequence. Yeah, the one that's going... Yeah, the nurse was taking place of his wife and his kind right. of... Right, and with the bloody reaction. bodies around. Yeah, that yeah. that one is probably my one, some of my favorite visuals. It's so movie. it's so good. So look, that's a seven from me, a seven from uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, and a six from Nick. Yes. Let's do Unsane Eye Candy. Jimmy, take us away. Mm. Okay, you take always you always make away. the guests do it. You start. <laughs> yeah, I'll okay. Do it. All right. You won't give a shit. Yeah, Jimmy, what's here? You start. You you fucking start. You start. You don't think I could start? Five. Um, uh, Buckle yeah. in, everyone. We are going to do that for the next. Yeah, it's gonna get bad. Four. Yeah, minutes. no, and All I right. can't do accents. And Jimmy, I will. get us started. Uh, if, can I say three point five? <laughs> Yeah, you can. <laughs> it would be the first yeah. to do so, but I, don't, yeah, decimals, I do not disagree. Yeah, decimals are good. Uh, decimals, yeah, 3.5. Okay. There's um, there's nothing absolutely out, like uh, outstanding about the uh, eye candy. It's um, Most of the movie takes place in the uh, uh, hospital ward. Yeah. And it's yeah. super drab. Yeah. It's, it's like fluorescent lighting and like stucco walls. Nothing super pretty, uh, but it mm -hmm. was filmed on uh, iPhone. Yeah, iPhone, iPhone 7 and 7. 4K. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and like it does lead them into some like relatively interesting angles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they they do they're brave in the sense, and this goes into actoring too, of letting the scene hold and not switching to another shot and letting right. the actors act. Yeah, um, and they Which do that. Help, it's helpful that Claire Foy is oh, so good yeah. at acting. Yeah, boy, like um, the scene where she's like in the blue uh, room, the, yeah, and it's the, just her talking, yeah. and it's going around. It's her. going, it's circling them. Yeah. It's incredible. And then there's a few of the scenes which I don't think Gabe liked, where where like um, it was supposed to be super dissonant 
Uh, one of the times was when she was drugged with a oh, drug yeah. she wasn't supposed I to have. Hated that. And they had two overlapping <laughs> shots, one of the front of her face and, and one, one of the, the back. back of her face. You didn't, and then it you tilted. Did not? Super chaotic. And then it tilted at one point yeah. to being like 90 degrees. Yeah, so everyone knows, did. because yeah. I know yeah. we can get confusing when we talk about these. We're talking about Unsane and yeah. like you, you should watch this movie. Yeah, I agree. I totally it's think people should watch it. Yeah. It's not... So when I... When I... I was going to give it like a three at, at first. And then I, I thought about what I thought about the way this movie looked before I watched it. And I was like... Before I watched this, I was like, there's two ways this could go. This is either yeah. like a six or a two. Because it's either going to be good <laughs> yeah, exactly. or yeah. it's going to uh, miss its mark completely. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't do either. It's a, uh, For me, yeah. it's a four. It's like solidly average because they... The eye candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. way that it looks because they try to risk... And they stuck with it. And for the most part, it works. There are highlights like the scene where she's yeah. she's taken a lot of drugs that is truly jarring. Yeah, where it's yeah. the yeah. scene that Jimmy was just talking about. It totally accomplishes what it's It absolutely hits its mark. And then there yeah. are other scenes where it just doesn't really work as well. But they did it. They took the risk. I mean, I more hated the scene when she got drugged and then it was like vibrating. Yeah, I thought that was just oh, like sedative. we should yeah. we should mention the lighting too. Yeah, that's true. Because they really did. It seemed like they were trying to do natural lighting throughout most of it. Yeah, yeah and then uh, they and did it, like a it, hue later. Yeah, yeah, and it and it like was fairly like interesting, and it lent some like some ambience to it. I mean, but the most of it was drab. Yeah, it's mostly drab, and the movie shot in ten days. Ten yeah. days. At, at a recently, which is wild. That's wild. insane to be able. to Yeah, do. they shot this movie in ten days at a recently uh, abandoned mental hospital. Yeah, so they were like perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you, you gave it a four. I gave it a four. I think it's right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit harsher. I, I'm gonna give it a three out of seven. I I mean, it's not that low. I uh, I I kind of I really don't like the blue filter that they use. Um, I know that that's but the I theme. I love you in blue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was very sweet at the beginning. Was not, not scary supposed at to be all. Like the morning light. Yeah, it was well. It was supposed to be at the end, but then and, and yeah. you know they do it at the beginning too, where it's like panning through the yeah, woods. Yeah, he like he loves her. The, her her stalker, Claire Foy's stalker, loves, loves her, her in blue, blue because it's the color that she's wearing when she's the respite worker for his his yeah. ailing father. Yeah. She like reads him books. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I I totally admire that Steven Soderbergh does this with the iPhone. He did it. I I will say he did it a little bit better in the movie High Flying Bird on Netflix. Um, it he just has more than one movie shot on. Oh, iPhone? it's it's this one's like spectacular too. It's Andre Steve, Holland. Yeah, is they in got it. paid for that, right? Yeah, like I like Apple paid. Them. Oh, they probably got paid. They probably got paid more than what the movie was. Yeah, I mean the movie was made on a one point two yeah. million dollar budget. Um, I don't know. It kind of looks grainy to me at times, and like sometimes well, it like looked like webcam footage. But there were mo there are angles that he was mm -hmm. able to go to that look like a Soderbergh movie. Yeah, but. Um, but are are easier to do with a yeah. small device, like, like the one where they put yeah, the iPhone inside her desk somewhere. Yeah, that was the first it's like shots. peeking out. Yeah. Super good. I don't I like, like when the shots were too close up to the faces to make them look insane. It kind of brings down the quality of the movie. I know this was purposely like a B type movie, but it almost felt like it could have been not a B movie, like a good movie. Almost, and there are times yeah. where the visuals. Brought down other categories for me, which we'll get into. Okay, uh, I see. So you're kind of saying the visuals were a little bit, yeah, um, indulgent, right? 
Yeah. Um, and then like a would, couple last points uh, to get the dolly shots in the film. I saw this. Steven Soderbergh would hold the iPhone on a DJI gimbal, um, but he would sit in a wheelchair and the crew member would like push him around oh, and stuff yeah. and he'd oh, go around, funny. which is cool because <laughs> they have some really cool like tracking shots or like mm-hmm. reverse yeah, tracking shots out of a room. Um, I do have to say the, the freeze frame to end the movie is like one of the stupidest oh, endings so I've ever seen. It's like the movie seven days of the condor, which is appropriate to do that. Cause that movie came out in the seventies. This movie yeah, I have no came out idea. in 2018. Yeah. And it's weird because the movie has, I would agree the the final shot is the freeze frame is ridiculous. And it's, it takes away from the fact that the movie has that like early 90s aesthetic to it yeah. that's yeah. kind of cool for most of the movie because it does seem like an early 90s like psycho thriller mm-hmm. that like would just have passed through theaters really quickly yeah um but then has a cult following it's made to be that kind of movie and yeah. then that last scene is like oh why would you throw it in the garbage like that <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> why would you do that um so that's a four from nick uh 3.5 from jimmy and a three from yeah. me um let's move on to spectacularity uh, spectacularity is where we talk about the engagement level of the movie, yeah. whether you were fully engaged and interested or if you were distracted and playing on your phone or you were worried about the runtime, things like that. How engaged were you, especially because these two movies are big mystery movies? Um, when Nick, said, why don't you start it off? When you said especially right there, your eyes kind of crossed. Especially. <laughs> especially. That was right. weird. Nick, uh, get it started. Let's talk about Unsane, Spectacularity. Unsane? Yeah. I, I straight up gave this a six. Holy shit. I wanted to know where this movie goes, and there was yeah. not a moment of the movie where I did not know or I did not... Where I lost that feeling. It's only like an hour and 38 minutes long or something. Yeah. Uh, So there wasn't a single moment of that one hour and 38 minutes where I was like, eh. The whole time I was like, what is happening? How is this going to end? What is yeah. do, what is going on? It's totally fair. You screamed. Yeah. <laughs> you 100% screamed, screamed yeah. at yeah. least yeah. one time. I, it was like, well, so I don't even know. It was, it was the hammer. It was oh, the hammer ankle. to the yeah. ankle. I go, oh. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Oh, it's a hammer to an ankle scene. Yeah. So what did you give it? I gave it a five. Uh, okay, so okay, I still think enough. it's above average. I think, uh, so I mean. Say, if you gave this less than a five, I'm going to be pissed at you. You screamed. I don't really watch a lot of mystery movies because there are a ton of like mystery thrillers out out there like especially on netflix you can go through and be like these are terrible movies <laughs> yeah like a lot of bad b movies but i think that um i like that you know like absolutely nothing at the beginning and it and it kind of a lot of intense stuff starts going on very quickly excuse me a lot of uh intense stuff starts going on very Straight quickly the microphone yeah i just burped right on y'all Sorry, I'm disrespectful as fuck. Um, <laughs> some random bits. Of, so one thing that kind of drew me out of the movie a little bit is like sometimes there are random bits of like just straight up comedy. Like when the cop is there like flirting with yeah. the girl, which is like it was funny, but so tonally funny. so off from the movie. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Which kind of helps for being like, what's going to happen next? I that scene. I don't know. It took me out name? a little bit. That Fat, bald actor. Um, Comedian. I don't know why I I hung so long. I'll talk about one thing after this, but I kind of want to hear what Jimmy has to say about spectacularity. Like, I would say a three for the first two acts. Okay. And then like a seven for the third act. Because it was really as soon as she, and we haven't talked about this yet, as soon as she told her stalker when she was in the blue solitary room, go take this person and have sex in front of me. No, go rape someone. Yeah. Take, like, bring them here and rape them. I was like, what the fuck is she trying (laughs) to do? She really gets the better of them. And and that was, 
and I don't know, I don't think this would go into the detective one even of it. Like it is, this movie uses like Chekhov's gun in like several ways. Yeah, with a knife. Yeah, it's kind of, Chekhov's dreadlock. Which like, it's like, oh shit, like she's the one with the knife. It's Chekhov's dreadlocks. Or the shank or whatever. The lady with the the dreadlocks has the shank. So what would you say like out of, out of seven for the whole movie? For the whole movie, uh, five. Yeah. But the, the the first two acts were really just, I was trying to keep up with it. Yeah. I was trying to like understand what was happening, but I don't know if I would be super engaged if I wasn't about to do this podcast. Yeah. You know? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was helpful that the three of us were doing it. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing for spectacularity, bringing on Matt Damon in a cameo an hour into this movie when no one so knew that weird. Matt Damon's in it. Amazing. That's such a flex and that's such a it's like... It's a flex, yeah. It's the way it will keep you engaged. You're like, Matt Damon shows up? What the hell is going to happen for the rest of this movie? We should, and I have a question. Should, yeah. Like, would the movie have actually changed if that whole scene with Matt Damon wasn't there? No, I don't know. Like, we would have known that she was it paranoid shows how and vigilant full of fear. Yeah. Fear, fair. She's yeah. full of fear. She's it would fair. not have set up the... A couple of the final things she does when she the, when yeah. she kills yeah. David, her stalker. Right. A couple of the things she does, like the the readiness that she has, the mom's necklace, like yeah. waiting in her pocket. Stuff like that. Yeah. She. I'm sure it was in the book or something. <laughs> yeah. That, Is this a book? He wrote no, a book. Her, his book. His the big gift book. of fear. The gift of fear. The gift of fear. And like other things that of... will make you survive. Yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, I mean, I, I'm only giving it a five because like a lot of it, I was laughing and distracted as hell. Like a lot of lines were just ridiculous. So kind of took me out in that way. But it yeah. was. It's way more engaged. I thought this was gonna be like a two, but yeah. it's so. It's almost like. How we said with Suicide Squad that it's like a car crash because you just like can't look away from it, but it's more like it's way more exciting than I that. I don't think no. it's a bad movie though. But, but yeah, Suicide no, by, yeah, Squad I don't think it's a bad, bad one. Movie. By, by yeah. the end of the movie, I was entirely invested. Yeah. I was like, I want to know what the fuck happened. Yeah, right. It, I don't know it, if it was good. It wasn't bad. No, it it's was definitely something. Yeah, no, it was, I would, I would yeah. agree. All right, all right. Let's move on to Shutter Island. Uh, let's do spectacularity for Shutter Island. Uh, Jimmy, you want to start this? Sure. Um, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure where to put it this time. Yeah. Um, just because we've, we've watched seen it so, it many, so times. many times, where we and we watch it together, so and we, we were, like analyze it as we're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was super fun. Um, I, I got to give it a seven. And for most of the yeah, reasons, nice. <laughs> for most of the reasons, <laughs> uh, for most of the reasons that are, we're going to get into with true detective. Yeah. Um, because I was so curious just to figure out the fucking logic of the movie. Right. Of like what characters. Were yeah. You guys have seen thinking. this five times together. Together. Yeah. They I were both so. listener. I'm talking to you now. Gabe and Jimmy were both looking at each other like. Uh, does, is this person real? Well, no, I think... Yeah, no, the whole so time, many, so I'm going to get into this. Why, that's that's why at least I know. Real. This is like yeah. the third time I've seen this but, movie. But that's why it's a seven for me, is because I still have questions. Yeah, you still were trying to figure it yeah. out. I really that's don't cool. know. That's what I'm going to I'm going to talk about that a little bit in True Detective, because this watch yeah. was like... This was almost a different analytical watch than I've had. Mm-hmm. Um so what yeah. did you give it? Did you give it a seven? So I actually... I, I gave it... I originally wanted to give it a seven. I think I'm going to give it a six. Um... There's a few reasons, uh, but one, one thing I wanted to highlight: David Fincher almost did this movie uh, instead of Martin Scorsese. Would have been so interesting. And I so just, 
want that movie. Martin Scorsese did a great movie. Yeah, I want that. But I love da- David Fincher is probably my favorite director. I've mentioned that on the podcast. I just want to see what he would have done with this, Give especially me visually, but also with how creepy um, he could have made it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think that... Um, That's the remake we need. Yeah. We need, yeah, honestly, and I don't even think it's an insulting remake to no, do that. No, not at all. I absolutely love the horror nature of the filming and the score. I mean, we I always talk about score. This isn't an original score, but they got this guy named... There's a guy named Robbie Robertson who helped Scorsese <laughs> put together a bunch of old stuff. What's his name? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And it has... Uh, Robbie Robertson. Um, yeah. And say that, say that uh, five it's times fast. like, honestly, it's one of my favorite scores and it keeps you so engaged as the movie yeah. goes along. I think that I'm pulled out questioning things so much that I almost distract <laughs> myself by it. Oh yeah, we did. Like the it's scene so that we get to Patricia. Things. Yeah, well, the, the scene where we get to Patricia Car- uh, Clarkson scene in the, in the cave, yeah. I started being like, oh fuck, actually is is he insane or is this real? Or are they trying to force him to be insane? What's actually happening here? And I think that's why I'm going to give it a seven or a six. Um, I think when I first saw it, it was absolutely a seven. I had no idea where it was going and it was so engaging. But Nick, uh, what did you give it? A six. Oh, you gave it a six as well. Largely due to the runtime. Yeah, it's really long. It's a long movie. And I have developed a bit of a short attention span in my adulthood. Fair. (laughs) Um, Totally fair. You're geriatric as fuck. (laughs) mm -hmm. I am older than you. That's true. uh, Slightly. So I don't like watching movies for a long time sometimes. Uh, And I think a lot of the reason is because it's a stark contrast to the movie that we watched immediately before it. This is the first time we've done this podcast immediately following watching both movies back to back. And if you watch Unsane, Unsane is pretty crisp. It's, it's, um, it is crisp. It's at like a short kind of uh, fast pace. And then the second movie, I mean, Shutter Island is 40 plus minutes longer. Right. I totally feel I can feel though that Shutter Island is so much quicker. Yeah, like, it, it almost is. went by faster. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does doesn't Cause, feel cause as I long think, as it is, but there are times that you're like, oh, what? Wait, well, because I, I think you could cut out like a maybe third the, yeah. of uh, Unseen. You could probably cut out five minutes or so. I know, which is so Shutter crazy because it's so much But it would so change, but it would right. change the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, and Shutter Island has that effect at the end where once you learn the twist, the, the rest of the movie no it's longer so seems yeah. slow. You're, right. Then you're... I mean, when you watch it the first time, it's like The Prestige. Yeah. When I watched The Prestige the first time, watching this the first time had a similar feel where you leave the theater like recounting it and almost thinking like should i go back in and watch it again and the, so yeah. for that reason i yeah. mean it's obviously an elite level movie but mm. I, I don't want to give it a seven i mean it's um, crazy that we call this that long i mean it, it is you're absolutely right it yeah, is a long, long movie, it's a long movie. It is. but it's it funny because it's scorsese who's just notoriously known for making three hour plus movies like wolf of wall street is three hours so and it has no need to be no but it is great other than just like so bonkers yeah, it is pretty crazy. I, I love that movie. I just think it's too fucking long. But uh, yeah, so that's a six from Nick and I and uh, seven from Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our next category. Nick, what were we going to do? Let's do True Detective. Numero three is oh, Trace. Yeah. Uh, True so Detective. True Trace. Detective is a, uh, is a category that we are going to save for mystery movies. And True yes. Detective is basically we ask ourselves, were we being little detectives as we watch the movie? Were there 
clues laid out that kept us um, interested in wanting to find out what the plot was going to be, what the twists were going to be. And then once we got the twists and the reveals, what were they satisfying? And did they make a lot of the movie make sense afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of what, what I think How about. How rusty coal were you? Exactly. So, are you carving out aluminum people and putting them in front of police officers or not? That's the question. I mean, I saw Jimmy doing it the whole time. I'm not a cop, <laughs> Jimmy, but he did. I, I, I am living in a uh, storage facility right now. Oh, are you? So yeah, with yeah. some real questionable uh, videotapes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, moving oh, on, Jimmy. While you're uh, Jimmy, while you're talking, what is uh, what's your rating for True Detective for uh, Shutter Island? Uh, Shutter. I mean, like it's. I, I told you. I, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to grade everything, but it's a seven yeah. again. Um, mm-hmm. th- this time it was uh, I, the the uh, lines. like it's yeah. where people are looking. Oh, yeah, it is the most point. interesting Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, um, I wrote that down. It's like wow. one of the yeah. only yeah, things I wrote down about point. the movie is Be, the eye contact people. Yeah, make. yeah. because yeah. It, it's um, there's there's a couple points. One is Mark Ruffalo throughout the entire one, and he may be the weakest actor out of the like main actors here. Um, yeah, he, I'll talk about that. Yeah, but 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 um, what he did brilliantly was little checks yep. of Leo throughout. Mm-hmm. Of just Leo was like looking at people and trying to figure shit out, and like was super paranoid and all of his Leoness. Yeah, and Mark Ruffalo would just out of the corner of his eye look at him. And it wasn't that Mark Ruffalo was functioning. He was not functioning as a federal agent. Yeah. He was functioning as a psychiatrist checking on his patient. Right. And those little things are fascinating. Yeah. yeah. That, and, that's, and if you I know agree. the twist and you go back and you watch, I yeah. absolutely agree. You look, you see him, look at him, and it's this look of um, extremely brief concern. Yeah. And it's not even yep. just the looks at him. It's the way his eyes are moving when they're talking to the patients, the other patients when yeah. they're doing yeah, the investigation. Just, oh yeah. He just, gets embarrassed when one of the pa- patients uh, says that he's a, uh, a good a looker. looking man. Yeah. yeah. He's not hard on the eyes as my mother would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And those just, those just enhance, like that's, you said, uh, yeah, the, the mystery of the movie. I mean, can we all just agree that this is a seven? Yeah. One of the it's best a seven. Mystery yeah. movies of all time. Yeah, it's, I, it's I wrote built down. for this. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's one of those movies that's so good to rewatch because you now, especially knowing how it ends, you're going to focus on little uh, clues. I think another yep. great movie for me with that is Fight Club, where where you'll notice right. little things that are laid in there. But I do love that he uses continuity errors to um, to give us visual cues. Yeah. So there's the glass of water when he's talking to one of the patients who uh, who, who we just mentioned he, that killed so her husband. Leo. When Leo's talking... When Leo's patients. talking... Yeah, you're right. Uh, when, when Leo's talking to the patient, she gets a glass of water. She raises the water to her mouth, but there's no glass in her hand. But when she puts it down, the water, water is completely empty in her cup, and the cup hits the table. You can hear it. Yep. And then when you see on the table, there's another shot, the water is half full. And there's a lot of themes about water in this movie, obviously, because his wife drowned his uh, three kids um, in there. So something about that is how he's just, he's not grappling with the reality of of water in his life. What is Um, the... (laughs) 
I think it's a, kind of that. Um, there's also, I didn't notice that's this. That's true. That's real. The <laughs> cardigan Dude, is hold on, hold on. with the reality <laughs> of water. It's like, <laughs> yeah, how, it, how water affects that's how you. That's how you feel when you wake up on like a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's grappling with, grappling the, with the reality <laughs> of water. There's another one I forgot to point out to you guys. <laughs> the cardigan is on the cardigan switches from one Rachel to the other. There's two different Rachel Solandos. Uh, it, it switches at one point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where one is wearing it and the other wasn't. What um, is, what actually is the meaning besides him grappling with the reality of water? I don't, what is the I think it's one of those things that we'll never find out. I don't know. I think, well, it, the question is how much, uh, our perspective. Oh, is real. As, as list, or listeners, as uh, audience, viewers, yeah, as, uh, the audience is, um, Leo's. Mm, that's you know, true. That, that's a that's yeah. a real thing. Like whether what we're seeing is the reality, what he's or seeing, we're seeing is the reality. What he sees. Right. Um, that's that's a real question. Um, right. Because would would Mark Ruffalo actually have brought her a glass of water? Yeah. Yeah. Is she allowed to have? Well, glass? the thing is, he he might not because oh, he was sharp uh, glass. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to leave her alone. Right. Or him alone. Sorry. He wasn't supposed to leave Leo alone. That right. was his whole purpose. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's an incredibly weird scene hmm. that I think is just going to be like analyzed yeah. by people for a while. Um, there's also a lot of other visual cues. There's like, you know, Mark Ruffalo struggling with the gun at the beginning. Yep. There's all the patients waving and smiling at him as right. if they know him. Yep. There's the, uh, they keep saying, why are, why are you all wet, baby? To try to get him to remember what's right. happening. Also, this is a crazy thing. In the first half of the movie, Teddy never strikes his own match or uses fire to light his cigarettes. Oh. But as he starts disassociating from his identity as Teddy Daniels into the Andrew Latis character, uh, who he actually is, he will use matches and stuff. Yeah. And, and we, it's because Teddy, Teddy as a character, is it doesn't like matches because Andrew Latis burned his building uh, as an arsonist yeah. and killed his wife. Yeah. Um, that but, was cool but, but in reality, his wife... Uh, burnt down their fur, their apartment, yes. and that was one of the warning signs. And that, he, yeah, and he that, just disregarded it. And he just it disregarded it. And that was the that, yeah. warning sign that she was yeah. sick. So he's dealing with the water. He's dealing with the reality of water and fire. Exactly. The song of fire and water. <laughs> he's the song of the fire, fire, fire and water. Ice. Yeah, and water. Um, and water. I have a question. Is so. This is my last thing. When I, after the reveal, I think especially on this watch because I was analyzing it so much. We were talking about this. Is it official that he was insane? Like, is it unequivocal or is it supposed to be open-ended? Because uh, open it seemed to be unequivocal until you get to that scene in the cave and, and some of the scenes afterwards. Yeah. Is it's it, always, I think I've had... Or does he know if it happened? Yeah. I think I've had this experience uh, like a couple times through. And I'll, I should say, I have never watched this movie without knowing it's spoiler. Right. When I was a child in ninth oh, grade, then they told you? or in tenth grade AP hmm. psych class, That's bullshit. People said that oh he was crazy the whole time, bullshit. Yeah, and I'm not one to get super upset about uh, uh, spoilers, but I've I've known that 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 was coming every time I've watched this film. I've never watched this film without that. Right. But almost each time when it gets to the uh, uh, the Patricia cave Clarkson doctor, yeah. <laughs> which he's in the cave alone, I'm like. Fuck, is he actually like... Some of the stuff they she says is like, is he just spinning this? You said that, right? That is he just like spinning it, ideas Yeah, it head? would be him using this whole scenario and elaborating it 
in, in a way that they don't have control over. Right. But the thing that convinces me the most of like leaving open the possibility that he's not insane, that they are going to do Nazi experiments on him. Yeah. Because I want that to remain an option because I think that would be the best version of this movie. Yeah. Is, um, uh, that, and we talked about this, that that scene wouldn't be worth a whole bunch if that wasn't a live option. The cave, right. the cave doctor scene? Yeah. The cave, if, the cave doctor if, if it was scene. absolutely definitive that he was crazy the whole time, yeah. then just cut that scene. Right. You really don't need it. Right. If you pulled that scene out of the movie, would it make it more official or definitive that he is insane? Yeah, I think it's supposed to leave some That's ambiguity wanna... there. I agree. But then once you get to Ben Kingsley in the uh, lighthouse tower, it felt, again, for me, of like, oh, shit, he is just crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, I because think that... Because they so lay it out. I'm so convinced that Ben Kingsley is like a good person. Yeah. So I am, I am I too. Don't know. Yeah, but but like I, there's still I don't see think that the that's frustration in his I think face, that Ben yeah. Kingsley is and Mark Ruffalo. I think that everyone in this movie is a good person. But I can't I can't get past I don't know about for, Max von Sydow or Ted yeah, Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those guys I are the past, opposite side of the aisle. I can't get past like ninety seven percent certainty though. And I don't think any amount of watching that. this movie is going to get me past that. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's insane. He's he's traumatized. Well, oh, sure, he's, sure, sure, but sure. to a point where yeah. he's visualizing. To a point things. where he's he's well, created, he needs medication. He's yeah. created a disassociative identity, and then he's fallen back on his uh, like aggressive. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean the old fashioned way because of he's calling trained, someone. Because he's trained. He's a soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should be. I should spend. Yeah, talk I, about our language. You work right, in right, psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you're, understand. You're right, he's not. Right. Yeah, that's that's the that's the most amazing thing a part of. A, this is the most amazing part about this movie to me is that he is not I don't think he's ever insane I think he's extremely delusional yeah I mean the whole movie and then when Ben Kingsley's character is like I'm just trying to see if this last ditch effort is gonna work I was like dang and then there's like a beat there yeah where then it, it you look at Leo again and you're like it didn't work though. Right. Yeah. Not well, not right no, now. I think he And then did. eventually it does. But at that moment you're yeah. like, oh, I don't think it worked, man. Yeah. And then yeah. and then like me, you know, like five minutes later it does. I mean but, that's fair to say. I think what Jimmy and I were saying, we were using insane in more of like a generic term of like yeah, anything uh, where you're that. having d- illusions and shit. Right. No, no, it's ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, right, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. is I think he is delusional the whole movie. Yeah, but that's what I, I, even if he's delusional, that's what we were saying. Yeah. Like, that's insane at yeah. the same level. We're not saying, like, clinically insane because we're not doctors. We're saying, like, the generic way of calling someone insane if they're having. Wait, so you like don't that. think he's delusional? No, I do think he's delusional. I'm <laughs> saying that that is, we're saying, we're calling delusional also insane. We're you, calling you, guys, it, you guys should have a fight. This is just an unnecessary <laughs> argument. It, it's not even an argument. I think you're just misunderstanding what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, you're, you're both on the same page. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on anyways. Let's do, do, let's do True Detective for uh, Unsane. Mm. Uh, Nick, why don't you start with that? Yeah. Unsane True Detective. This is tough because... Uh, like I said, for spectacularity, like I, I did want to know what was happening the whole time. I just don't know that at the end, when you do find out what happened the whole time, that it's um, like a like a meaningful payoff. Yep. Yeah. So I gave it a yep. five, but I yep. wanted to give it a four, but I'm gonna give it a five because I still was the pretty much the whole time trying to figure out what happened, and then at the end, I was like, oh, it's exactly what yep. she thought yep. happened. Yeah. She's just like kind of an asshole. Yeah. 
Uh, what did you give it, Jimmy? Uh, I'm gonna be a little bitch and like just give it a two. Oh, because, wow. because okay, of that. Cool. Um, and because the uh, payoff is not what you wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted something and I was paying attention. And then eventually, like, the clues I thought were going to be big weren't huge. They, yeah. they were huge yeah. in terms of, like, the checkoff gun of, like, using something which appeared uh, before in, like, as a narrative device Chekhov's later. Chekhov's dreadlocks. Yeah. Che- Chekhov's dreadlocks. Uh, Chekhov's and that's great. spoon shank. But there's, there's one point <laughs> where at the beginning of the movie... Where we're still unsure about um, like whether or not the guy's really her stalker or if she's just hallucinating him. Right. Where he puts the the uh, drug an extra drug in the drugs that she's right. supposed to take, and I was like, shit, that establishes, and she doesn't see it. Yeah. So we see it, she doesn't. Right. And so that establishes to, objectivity. That's, that's a great point. It, yep. it like it, it means that our it, like what we're not sure of in Shutter Island, it means that our perspective as the audience, if the movie's consistent. We're aware is, of something she is. Yeah, aware of. it yeah. is an objective uh, uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, but then it's like. That's a great point. Then it just, like, it's not like that's a clue that we should, like, hold on to that's going to have payoff later. It just is. It just, yeah. he is that guy. And then it just proves that she's right the whole time. Right. Yeah. She's just like, yeah. yeah, that's him, though. And, and everyone's like, as, yeah. it's not. And then Claire. there's the, the, the second one, yeah. because this has two big twists that. Are not related at all. Of it is his uh, her stalker and the the the, uh, uh, the <laughs> Jay the, Farrow. Like, yeah, Jay Farrow is. I don't think we've mentioned this yet. No. Is an undercover journalist yeah. talking about insurance. This insurance, which is, is why he advantage. seems super crazy earlier when he's like talking to his phone and he's like, "They are doing it. It is something that is something oh, yeah. worth noting." I couldn't noting. hear what he was saying, and I was like, yeah. "But no, I couldn't either." That's yeah. why I just said absolute nonsense. It's oh, such yeah. a big thing that's so quick. Yeah, they kind of just yeah, throw that. All of a sudden, it's like, boom. Yeah, by the way, Jay Farrow was doing a whole inside yeah, scoop right. thing. And here's the scoop. Uh, dude. Yeah. But, that's just, a, that's uh, a really good point. It's almost like a deus ex machina kind of thing where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, he did like figure all this out. So that's why she's yeah, like, he was released great. now. He wasn't really and everyone's all good with her like punching a bunch of people and like pouring hot coffee on people's faces. It's all good. Yeah. They were they were janky. So I think we're I'm like good. somewhere. I think I'm somewhere in between the two of you. I gave it a four um, out of seven. I think it's kind of average. I, I expected to give it a lot less because I thought it was just going to be stupid in the end. I think it's kind of cool that early on it gives you glimpses of certain things. Like it gave you like a a glimpse of her being super closed off as like a symptom of her PTSD mm-hmm. from a stalker. Yeah. Um, she also talks about the therapeutic index, which I w- forgot about. Like maybe they handle that later because she was like going through what the therapeutic index oh, yeah. was early on. And I think that like changes. Yeah. Um, and we should say she is like a little in, in what – uh, Nick was talking about. She is a little delusional. She is a little. She delusional. is like hall- hallucinating her yeah, stalker's face. Yeah, especially at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I, I like that they show. There was also some foreshadowing. They show the ring um, yep. that she swallows the just cross. to like find that out. They, the cross is the biggest one. They they show mm-hmm. Soderbergh purposely makes the mom uh, the fiddle with, fiddle with yeah. the cross and it's like right in the center of the screen and then later she uses that cross from her mom's necklace to well she find, she figures out that that's her mom in the car based off of the cross mm-hmm, because and then the she uses it to like yeah. stab him in the eye and then yeah. stab him in the throat um, 
I do think there's just like a lot of cool. I don't think there there's a lot of clues, but I think that he was smart. Like he didn't leave anything at the beginning like forgotten. There yeah, wasn't I agree any, with that. Yeah, yeah, it's thorough. The movie's yeah. thorough for sure. Yeah, I don't with really like, know how to talk about the end though because I also felt like it was kind of stupid and silly in the end. But I do. What? It was a little silly. I don't know how to tackle the end either. I think it was it, just it, confusing it enough to keep it. doesn't ruin the movie, but it does yeah. sour it. We should yeah. say what it was. That she was just like a big bad like business lady again. Yeah. And like she fired somebody who used to be her friend. But I don't think she actually fired but her I because they were like playfully but joking. But it was joking, a, that's a weird, weird joke, dude. Everything in the end was it's, weird. I kind of like the then idea. She sees, and then she sees her stalker's face on Which another cool. guy again and then she almost, it looks like she almost killed, murders, a murders a guy in a daylight. restaurant. Yeah. Um, which is, there's like a subtle thing where she's like, why do we always eat at this restaurant? It's because she she can't leave her trauma. Right. She's, even she's after all of this, even after killing up. her her aggressor, she can't leave it behind because it's part of her. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. So that's a that's a five from Nick, right? And then that's a yeah. two from Jimmy and a four from me. We'll talk about actoring. Actoring will be our next category. Actoring is just. Mostly about the performances. Um, how good was the acting in the movie, and did the directors and or director and writer give the actors the tools to work at the best of their abilities? We're, were do the unsane first. Yeah, were the okay. performances believable? Sure. Let's go with unsane first. Uh, I'll get us started on you this go. one. Yeah, uh, I gave it a three out of seven. Nice. Um, yeah. I think that Claire Foy is a tremendous actress. She's really good. Apparently, she's great on The Crown, but I, I loved her in First Man. She's doing a lot in this movie, and it's tough. Almost all of it. Almost, Unfor- yeah. Almost all yeah. of the things she could do, she's doing it in this movie. Unfortunately, she kind of speaks in a theatery voice because that's like, I'm a hysteric woman. And like she like does that. But like, I want it daddy. Yeah, but like sometimes it turns into a British accent because she yeah, is yes. British. So it, it, it's kind of weird. But I think that her face really works for this. Um I wrote down that there, some of the side performances are really bad. Like yes. the nurse who evaluates her at first is speak <laughs> is almost vomiting through her lines. Like she just yeah. spits them out as quickly as possible. Um, I think the dialogue is really bizarre in general. Um, it's I, not. I think it's not good, but it's I. It's it's like the it's movie. Not, it's not good, but it's not. Bad. No, yeah, it's, it's definitely B level. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's I can't tell if Juno Temple, the girl who played the dreadlocks one, was like good or overacting a bit. But I that think she kind of knew. Wait, wait, wait. Can you say yeah. that again? You can't tell if she was good or overacting a bit. Yeah, that's literally how I feel about everybody in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Every well, like Jay Farrow, but Jay Farrow wasn't even overacting. He, he was, was just like kind of funny or not either, even trying. He was either <laughs> good or just like flat as hell. Yeah, <laughs> um, I drew his arc. Jay Farrow. I this? think we can establish yeah, you're, you're, that um, you have all the Jay Farrow. I think we can now establish that Matt Damon is the goat of uh, movie cameos. Absolutely. And he's got to beat Fabio, right? Like he's got to be better than <laughs> Fabio at this point. He's so good at movie cameos. Uh, I uh, love wait it. until wait until uh, uh, Matrix Four is released in the next couple years, and Fabio is like some random. I know, right? He's cameo. Gonna, and it's that. but it's like a good cameo, but it's like, like a really amazing. important. You're like, one. oh my god, he was the robot master the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. Something um, weird. 
Would love that. That's kind of my point. I think you guys are going to talk about it, but I think the guy who plays David Strine, who's a very important the, character, the is not good. He's, like, yeah. really bad. No, he's he's horrible and a huge reason why I gave it a three as well. Oh, because I do think Claire Foy is really good. That's just how Claire Foy's American accent sounds. <laughs> a little bit. She's there's really a, good at a southern accent. There's a way. few points where it is. it was straight-up British. Yes, like, there's yeah. a few points just where like it's straight-up British. Would hit. There are also, and I will point this out as a knock on her, there are zero points where it's Bostonian. Yeah. You know uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, she, like, uh, some, people, yeah. some people are from Massachusetts and they don't. She didn't, have an she didn't knock it out of the park. So. She didn't knock it out of the park. What, Jimmy, did you give it? <laughs> what'd you give it? Um, uh, yeah, four. Four? Oh, four wow. High, first time he's higher. Ooh. Nice. Um, uh, because right. Claire Foy was, was really great, I think, in terms of what she did. Um, I don't think that the writing gave them a bunch to work with. No. Like the, the, the nurse you mentioned, like, I don't know what more she could have done. I know. There really yeah. wasn't. Well, I just she like, was like, just she like, spit out her lines She really was quickly, just cast as like a yeah. huge directing. B, though. Yeah, true, yeah. true. True. It's possible it was they the just wrote, yeah. A lot of the characters are written as like this very kind of straightforward thing. There's one man, all he says is, I'm Jacob. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he said. Right, and I'm then Jacob. she, and then Claire Foy stands up immediately and disregards That him. might be the most developed, the fourth most developed character. <laughs> Jay Farrow follows this very interesting arc where you're like, wow, Jay Farrow's not doing so bad. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, Jay need to, Farrow has fallen off. Yeah. We need to talk about the peak of that arc, though. The peak of oh that arc that is an says. amazing line yeah. where she says, I, I, can I borrow your phone? And he's like, no. And then she tries something and he's like, nah, dude, sorry. And then she's like, I'll S your D. And he's like, <laughs> and he says, okay, here's my phone. You got 10 minutes. And then she comes back and she's like, and then this is also somehow the scene where they become boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) Somehow after all of this, they're like, we're boys now. Uh, She comes back from the phone call and is like rain check on the blowjob. And he says, wish I could go one day without hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, nothing he does is good acting. And also they're homies. I like, yeah. just, He's like, I, I got my check from this. Well, wait, hold and on. Then they're just friends. The I whole thought rest about of the it. Movie. If he got a, if he got a blowjob, I think he'd be abusing his duties as a journalist. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Why did he say the line? I wish I could go one day without hearing that. I think how it's many? Just funny. It's funny. How many women is he loaning I'm, I'm his phone to? <laughs> I'm convinced it's that was improv too. Because I want, oh, I think so definitely. too. I want to love Jay Farrow every time I see him, and I never quite. It sort do. of yeah. looks like it is yeah. too, because she walks out of frame, and it looks like oh maybe Soderbergh thought like she'd walk out of frame, and then he'd like cut it to something else. But and then, then he's yeah. just like, but then he just very quickly says the line, and it's like so okay. funny. But I mean, he's he's not good. The actor that plays possibly the most important character in the movie, yeah, yeah, David Strine, like, yeah. not the, the stalker is like think if the guy, it's his face. Honestly, it was the way he he yeah. like even when he's Dude, not talking. I, I think it's everything. Jimmy, can you do it real quick? Can you do the impression? Oh, uh, I don't remember. You need to see Jimmy's face to be it, able to it was uh, like, get it. What? Yeah, it's. Yeah, he attacks her. He attacks her. She talks. She talks real sense into him in a way that hurts him deeply. And then he goes, 
It's bad. It's so weird. All right, let's move on to, uh, that was a uh, four from Jimmy, a three from me, and a three from Nick. Let's talk about actoring in Shutter Island. Yeah. I gave it a, I think I gave it a six. six? I gave it a six because yeah. of everything but Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. There's a couple yeah. times, in Mar- there's just sometimes when Mark Ruffalo, you're like, what is wrong, man? <laughs> so and then most of the time, he's amazing. And every once in a while, you're like... Just like head scratching. I got a fun fact, dude. dude? He got the role because he sent, he personally sent like a fan letter to Martin Scorsese and was like, like talking about how much he loves the movies and how he would always just want to work with him. And Martin Scorsese chose him for it. And now Mark Ruffalo is one of the bigger actors. And I think he's a good actor. He's a great actor. He sometimes is off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's sometimes where you watch him and and there's a couple times in Shutter Island where you're like, what are you doing, Mark? Yeah. You know? But most of the time, everyone is extremely good. Leo's yeah. extremely good. Killer. Ben Kingsley is extremely Sir good. Sir Ben Killer. Kingsley, mind you. Dame. Dame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a man. He's a, he's a legitimate male. Yeah. Um, he hasn't proved that yet. He it's probably true. I have not some, seen... some time. I wouldn't be surprised if we've yeah. seen his, his, his dinger. His dinger? Oh, definitely seen his penis in something. Maybe Sexy Beast. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Email us awesome. if you've seen Ben <laughs> Have you seen Ben Kingsley's penis? Email or call us at this number. We are trying to solve this mystery. Uh, uh, but it's a, it's a six for me. It's, yeah. it's an extremely good, except for sometimes Mark Ruffalo. Go what ahead. about you, Jimmy? Yeah. Um, I don't want to give it a six. I want to give it a seven. So I will so give do it, it a seven. Yeah, dude, it's you a seven. seven. It's an arbitrary yeah, rating system it. designed yeah. to spark conversations. Right. But but I, I entirely agree. I'll say um, um, Leo's character is written so well and he fucking nails it. Yeah. He's so good um, at line reading. Ex- like, yeah, absolutely. Especially for us. Um, like we could see at the beginning, you can see he's fucked up. Yeah. But like he seems like oh this guy could be a real federal marshal. Yeah. Like he could but by the end of it like he is fucking falling apart. Yeah, you, he's yeah. decaying. Yeah. Yeah. And it like it everything <laughs> everything about it is just so like textbook um uh, trauma yeah. of like what trauma is and mm-hmm. looking at the psychologists uh, is like not being able to come to terms with something. It's when something happens that does not fit into like the way you like think the world is. And it's what breaks those uh, like interpretive frames we have mm-hmm. of what's yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then like it, when his frame was broke, he just made a new one. Yeah. And I think that that like he fucking nailed it. Um, he does. It, yeah, everything, really well yeah. everything that, that happens to, to Andrew Latus. Yeah. Yeah. You end up seeing happen to, to leo yeah right i will i need to say and this is a uh uh, john mulaney joke of him talking about this trope mark ruffalo has one line read yeah where he says i've been your um uh doctor (laughs) for the past three years where it's um that bathroom was closed for 40 years (laughs) like it's so it's so corny of just like this is a twist right and it's a matter of (laughs) fact it's like actually I'm saying the twist right now (laughs) and the line is delivered (laughs) just like that exactly Gabe why don't you I do love Mark Ruffalo tell us your rating (laughs) right now uh I gave it a six as well as Nick. I think Leo, Leo as you both know, Leo's my favorite actor. I'm obsessed with Step him. Boy. He, uh, he's just like, you could put 
put anyone else in any of those scenes, especially the last few scenes, mm-hmm. with yeah. the emotional range he has in the last few scenes. Yeah. Uh, no one can do that. I think he's incomparable as an actor. Like no one, no one is close to that. Timothy yeah. Chalamet. No, Timothy Chalamet is amazing. <laughs> he's Jake an incredible. Gyllenhaal. No, Gyllenhaal could do it. No, I don't think uh, he can. No, he could get close. He could get close. I think like there no, are slap actors. Slap that microphone away from your face. <laughs> Gyllenhaal can do anything. No, I I love Jakey G, and I love uh, <laughs> I love him a lot. But I think that Leo handles emotional like extremes well yeah. to a point that it's not corny yeah knocks it out of the park um i, 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 I do agree, agree with nick about the mark ruffalo thing that kind of took me out um ben kingsley's great mock max von sito is amazing as the other doctor dr uh nairing uh the german one the german yeah. one yeah he has such an interesting look on his face a lot of the time where you can just like I love that where you can he's, see you can like see the the feeling he has and the anal- analyzation thing. that he's having. Yeah, you can, like, yeah, you yeah. Can where he's like, him, I'm not fucking on board. Right. Yeah, you can just see him be like, you're pitiful. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. I don't trust you, and I think you're a violent. Another animal. person who's great, Emily Mortimer, is only in like one yeah, scene. Her. She's so good, and as a Rachel Two. Solando, and she is so good. It's yeah. I, that scene confuses the shit out of me <laughs> because I don't understand. Who gave her the lines she had? She's acting so yeah, crazy, but it's it. great. The the one thing uh, to justify my seven more yeah. is um, characters that only had see, like one scene through uh, uh, Shutter Island fucking kill it. Yeah, like they're I, so they're, they're so good. In, I like, mostly the little... agree with that. Who 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 don't the, you like? So there some of the side performances. I don't know what it is, but they are. There's something off about I love them. Love Roshan. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley is amazing. Yeah. You're a rat on a mice. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> hey, you, you, the Andrelitis. <laughs> uh, no, there's like, oh, like, dude. like the orderly that like fucks up and like goes and takes a piss. Like he's good in Maniac, yeah. but like, I don't know. There's, there's something a little off and I think yeah. Mark Ruffalo brings yeah, it Yeah, true, true. There's a way to interpret that of like saying oh. that the character was a bad actor and he didn't know how well, to respond. Well, right, because he had to but act. That's yeah, cheap. right. That's a little That's cheap. fair. Yeah. I also think Michelle Williams is kind of overdoing it with her accent. I think a lot of the accents are overdoing it with their accents. Mark um, Ruffalo, for sure. Mark Ruffalo. I, uh, Ted Levine shows up for just one scene or a couple scenes. What, uh, he's the guy, the, the, uh, the, the like... Yeah, the, he's talking about mm. that scene is so good when he's what's, talking about violence. What's the incredible. He says, uh, <laughs> "Hey, if if I were to Real sink I, my teeth into your eye, do you think you could stop me before I uh, blind, before you. blind, blind you, you? Before, before I, blind I blind you?" And he he's like, "Yeah, why don't you try?" Yeah, Leo like, like squares. Leo kind of looks bit. at his lips too, and Oof. back at his eyes. He's like, "Why don't you try?" And it, and then he's like, "Out of boy," and I love that. That whole scene is incredible. So I, yep. I do like the performances. It's just like a little bit that brings it down to not a perfect score. Right. So let's talk about um, uh, what's our last category. We're going to talk about originality. 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 So let's talk about let's actually talk about unsane first for originality. <laughs> um, what what did you give it, Jimmy? He's thinking. Yeah, go come back thinking, to me. Oh, sure. I, this I can is go. a tough one. I gave it I a two. I want to hear what you... You gave it a two. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that it's creative to a certain degree. It's definitely a, a way different story than I expected it to be. But I think it ultimately comes down to what Jimmy was saying earlier, that I didn't really feel satisfied in the end with yep. where it went. I thought it could have been more ambiguous. Um, mm. Or it could have yeah. been... 
or it could have been a little bit crazier and like i do love i really like the idea of i and not a lot of movies have handled this but the idea of ptsd as like a theme throughout it of the stalking i like that in the end she's not free of it she's not ever going to be free of this thing regardless of what happened and um I just felt like I was questioning a lot of the intentions of the movie and the plot. Like I didn't really know what its point was. Yeah. I don't know if it really had a point. Um, and there's, it's just been done before. These type of movie. I mean, it's been done with Shutter Island. Right. Like it's been done with Cure yeah. for the Well uh, for the Wellness or cure whatever. For wellness. A cure yeah. for well. A cure. Which we almost wellness. did for this, and it could have been a worse movie. I haven't seen it. Um, but it could have been it a worse movie. It, it would have been a better disparity. Way worse Rotten yeah. Tomato rating. But it, visually, it looked fucking amazing. I remember watching the trailer with Jimmy in Boston. It's also like with Dane. DeHaan. It's also entirely too long. It's yeah, like is it? Two, oh, good. That's two crazy. and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, we have so Nick, Nick, what did you give We're originality to? Uh, or or insane for originality. Uh, tough one. I gave it a four, and largely because I do think that the final. I mean, the final moment, like actual final moment is like really stupid. Yeah. But it does have a point. The point is that Sawyer Valentini is always going to be looking over her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And she's either got to accept that that's who she is and she's got to find a way to live with that part of her. Or she's just going to always pick up a knife at a restaurant and almost kill a handsome guy. <laughs> I mean, that was more visually was dumb than huh? like He was handsome. He was a handsome dude. Handsome dude. And he almost yeah. stabbed him. She almost stabbed him in the neck. In the fucking neck. You, you neck. could see like how yeah, she was gonna... However, it's full of a lot of like, like things that are not particularly original. But I almost think like when at the end that the end is not ambiguous right. and does yeah. have a clear um, like point to it. And of course, the fact that they immediately give themselves point by shooting the whole thing on an iPhone 7 gives it enough... That I think and, that it's original enough to, to make it average. Yeah. Which I is, can't think of a big enough knock to knock it down, and I can't think of a big enough plus to bump it up. Which is right. why I'll give it a solid four. Nice. Think I of, convinced Jimmy. Think think about <laughs> I I decided this before you spoke. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's uh uh like I think of this move this what if this was a a twenty five minute short. This could be fucking good. Yeah. If it, yeah. If it was super like yeah. pacey, like hitting like each like story point every like so five minutes or dialogue something. Dialogue and you just just, just got right. through just it. Pump the audience I think full of close ups of Claire Foy. One point one point two million, right? One point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, one point two million. One point two million. Is the budget of this movie. Ten day. It was ten days. I really don't think that they shot much more than was in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. In ten days. Um. Uh, it, it was like solid. I think it like explored trauma fairly well. Um, we've already talked about how like everything just being like the case is super like not that interesting. Totally. Of it just like oh she is like delusional. Uh, they are like frauding people to like holding them to get insurance money, and the guy is her stalker. It's like right. okay, all of those, all everything. <laughs> She's like oh she yeah. was Got right it. the whole time. Well, that's like, yeah, it's that, and there were a lot of like conveniences in the storyline that just it things yeah. worked out right. And there's there is an interesting story there that she is right about everything, and nobody listens yeah. to her the right. whole movie. Yeah. yeah, which which I will say she's one just more like thing hey, I'm a boss, like I do a good of, job of at everything, like, and no one listens. And one thing that we haven't talked about is three 
relatively white cisgendered straight males. I don't know what you are. Um, I am like, a white cisgendered straight got it. male. We, uh, 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 like the, there, there is like in people not listening to her, there is like a gendered component to mm-hmm. right. Unsane yeah. that's not there in Shutter Island. Yeah. Um, I don't know about totally. the movie you mentioned, but it's, uh, the, the, it oh, makes okay. it into I something like fairly significant that we should listen to. Um, yeah. it, like, and this movie could be better. It could I be agree. better, I but agree. it is Way a better. far less shallow movie than I thought. And I think that yeah, I agree. Enough. What yeah, did you I give agree. it, Nick? I gave it a four. And you and gave so it a four he, as well? Yeah. You gave it a two. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, two. So let's, let's finish this off with uh, Shutter Island originality. Um, I, I gave it a six so did I. out of seven. I, I really love the book. De- uh, De- Dennis Lehane uh, wrote it. He's done a lot of uh, Boston crime thrillers. Um, I don't really remember if there were a lot of differences in it, but I know that a question that Nick and I normally ask um, in, in, uh, in terms of originality is like whether it needed to be made if it exists in some other form. And I, I really do think it did. I, I think that it adds certainly for Scorsese's uh, catalog, like it is, I think it's a step up from Cape Fear. You can come at me with that bullshit, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cape Fear is good, but I think this is like a step up and it's a little more mysterious. I think the ideas of, there's a lot of ideas that flow through this movie and Unsane, but um, the ideas of insanity and grief are so strong and so fleshed out in this movie um, that I, I love it. I, 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 um, I don't know. I, I also think I, I said this towards the end. I think it really handles post, uh, post World War II PTSD so well. Right. And the yeah. scenes of World War II are some of the most, uh, beautiful and haunting scenes I've ever yeah. seen, um, at the Dachau, uh, concentration camp. Um, and I think the idea of violently getting revenge for something that happened or do, or committing violence to stop violence is something crazy. And I think it's really it's well concept. laid out and yeah. written. Yeah, that's, that's the whole um, thing. I think, um, I don't know why, I, I, I don't think it's the most original movie. I, I And so I'm being a little bit harsh with that. But I do think like, one thing that's really original about this movie is that it gives you a big plot dump at the end and an, uh, a bunch of exposition about his life, but all of the clues for his life were yep. laid out the whole movie. So it's not like you're just getting it at the end. And you have that extended, you have an extended scene of his past that typically, I think in most other movies like this, that extended yeah. scene at the end would seem uh, unearned. Yeah. Right, yeah. but, but it, it's movie, just it's, showing you all the clues put yeah. together. Right, in this yeah. movie, it's earned. Yeah. The, the weird thing about that scene is also like visual of it. Like the color template in when they go to the uh, the house at the lake is completely different. Right, uh, yeah. And, and it's this weird beauty mixed with horror. This like which brown is, green. Yeah, which is the also... greens are all oh, highlighted. Yeah. Actually, why, like that compared to the, oh, what is it, Grokow? Uh, uh, Dachau. Dachau. Yeah. That compared to Dachau, which is like horrible upon horrible. It's, it's, it's grays and, it's and black. gray and black. Yeah. yeah. And, and like in the dead of winter and there's snow on the ground and everything. That horror happening ab- abroad and uh, like in a setting like that compared to the, the horror which happens at this beautiful American scenic, like perfect idyllic 
uh, setting is like so fast. I yeah. fucking love this movie. Uh, did so you much. did you give it a seven? Yeah, it has yeah. to be a seven for okay. me. Um, and it, and it's because uh, like this is one of the movies which defined what good movies were for me. Right. In in the way that you said, like, um, can we imagine this? Like, why does this movie have to be made? Right. For me, this movie was made so I could understand what a good movie was. Yeah. Like, a good, especially one in this type of genre yeah. that's not normally handled well. And, and like one I'm still like seventh or eighth watching, I'm still getting a ton out of it. Yeah. Like I fucking love this movie. I yeah. love. What, what did you give it, Nick? I also gave it a six. Yeah. I would say all the same things that you did, really. I, I don't think you Is there anything that kind of brings it down a little bit for you? Or I is think, it more that you just don't think it's like perfect? I think there's a lot of like mystery movies. I just think that this yeah. is elite amongst there them. Yeah. There uh, but I don't for think sure. that it's like necessarily... They didn't bring in a lot that's like, I would say, is original. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and it is like specifically... But it's all it's it, it's in a way aware of its history. Yeah, like we yeah. Th- there's been stuff talked about with how uh, this is uh, related to uh, Alfred Hitchcock stuff. Yeah, in, in the way it was yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's uh, yeah, Scorsese um, to get a feel for the movie he watched uh, Vertigo and I think yeah. Out of Nowhere were sure. the two movies. Yeah, wasn't that Northwest? I mean, probably North by Northwest as yeah. well, but he was talking about those two movies like impacting sure. the story. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. I think North by Northwest, if you watch, like I, I've been fortunate to see a lot of Hitchcock movies. I think you've seen them as well. Yeah, and them. like, if you watch those, Hitchcock builds mystery really well. Yes, he does. I think the Scorsese, because Scorsese almost has more time to do it because movies didn't used to be so long, um, because he has more time and certainly a bigger budget to do it. <laughs> yeah. He... Um, he did it really well. And, and, and a lot of that credit goes to, um, uh, the, the person who wrote the screenplay. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but it's great. Yeah. Um, and the book. And I, I do they, recommend they that both of you guys read the book. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah I will. Really I will. It's I a will. super quick read I got to. for both of you. Really? Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's add it up then. Uh, do you know your scores, uh, Jimmy? I do know what my score is. Nice. <laughs> After careful note taking. Yeah. Uh, my score for <laughs> Unsane. Un- Unsane was 18.5. 18.5 out of 35. Decimals, baby. And then uh, Shutter Island was 35, 35 out of 35. Yeah. It's a perfect movie to Jimmy. It's one of his favorites. It is. It, it may be my. Like, We've I'll talked you, about this. I think on, it is your. You've mentioned multiple but times. But on this watching, yeah. there's been movies which have taken its place several times over oh, the past yeah, couple years. Oh, yeah. You kind of yeah of yeah. course uh but this right now i feel like again this has become my favorite movie yeah and what's your shutter island score game my shutter island score is 32 out of 35 uh i think that's tied for my best score so far um and then 17 out of 35 for unsane which i i expected it to be an eight but uh very good no surprise. I gave the highest score out of any of us For to Unsane. I gave it a 22. Oh, Ooh, shit. Wow. Uh, yeah. And mm. uh, I gave Shutter Island a 31. Yeah. Nice. Which would make our total scores um, Unsane is 57.5 out of 105. 105 and um, a 98 
out of 105. Yeah, Holy shit. Baby. That is our, I think that's a winner for our best movie so It might be, so definitely far. for the, yes. the best that three people have talked about. Well, I, um, yeah, I've done much. So those are our scores. Let's, are, uh, let's um, end this with some accolades. Yeah, Accolades absolutely. are always fun. Do you guys have an MVP for both of these movies? Oh, yeah. You can have multiple MVPs. Nick, do you have one? MVP at the end of the whole thing for both of these guys. It's either Ben Kingsley or Jay Farrow, and I don't think there's <laughs> Holy shit, no. A further gap between two potential MVPs. Oh, Ben Kingsley is your favorite performance in Shutter Island? I don't know if he's my favorite performance, but he's my favorite character. Yeah. At the end of the whole thing, you're just like, oh, he's Ben Kingsley really yeah. tried, but... yeah. And he's like, he's like, it's a radical thought to treat people like people. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess you were radical. I, back yeah, then, he keeps friend. correcting people. Yeah. Like even like Leo, he says like they're not prisoners, prisoners. they're patients. Yep. Um, I think yeah. it's Ben Kingsley. Although Do Jay a, Farrow does come through clutch, and he's fairly entertaining for the. Do you have an MVP of, for of, these? Uh, I'm saying, Jimmy. Well, like the easy ones, Leo. Yeah, I mean, Leo, I, Leo's, Leo's so. We, like two, we if to, you compare the two leads, Leo is like Claire Foy was good. Claire Foy was good. Leo is like leagues. Also, ahead of she Foy. he had way more to work with than she did. Yeah, yes. I mean, way I, more. like a better version of someone who is not uh, like comfortable with their sanity. Like yeah. Natalie Portman in Black Swan is one of my favorite ones where yeah. you she doesn't understand the nature of what's happening around her and she's trying to come to grips with that. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you have like an actual MVP or is that that it? Leo? Yeah, that's Leo's it. fine. Leo it yeah, is. I, I, I was going to go with either Leo or Martin Scorsese. I, I like I can't Scorsese. believe how good so, the cinematographer... Mm. Robert Richardson, too. Like I can't believe how good Shutter Island is visually. And we were re-watching it, and we were watching it in standard, uh, st- the standard version of the movie. Like That Please. movie is so good. Like, um, like dumb visually. children. But it's, you guys not have an just, L- it's not just visuals like blank, these are pretty things. Yeah. It's they tie so, so, so deeply with the main themes of the film. Yeah. And that's Scorsese. Yeah. Like, uh, do you guys film. have a, a, an LVP? Mm. I'm going to go with the guy who plays David Strine. <laughs> I'm not even going to look David up his Strine name. I, sure. That guy sucks at acting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guy. You're really trying. I feel bad because... People really try, and I'm sure he's actually I think an okay actor. Perhaps he's decent in something yeah. sometime, but not. I, I gotta say, Dreads Girl. I forgot who what the actor's name was. Uh, she, Ju- Juno she, Temple. Juno Temper, Temple just did Catch Me Outside. How about that? Yeah, that's like, pretty that much was, her character. That was pretty much the whole character. Yeah, I uh, thought like eh, whatever. You guys have like favorite a uh, favorite scene in Shutter Island, or even in Unsane. You can say either. I really liked the scene in Unsane where she's uh, taken an extra drug. Oh, Jesus. That's like the <laughs> that best of both. Solid. That's not oh. the best of oh, both, but, but you guys are going to highlight other scenes. So yeah. I'm just going to say that that's like a legitimately good scene. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? You like that editing effect. I did. And cool. I thought that the music, everything else about it was like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's the dream sequence. Where he replaces his um, his wife, the the blonde woman, right, with uh, the woman from Newsroom and stuff. Yeah, Emily Mortimer. Emily uh, Mortimer. Um, I don't know names. No, uh, um, not but, a lot of people know her. She's not that big. Yeah, I've seen her in so yeah. much. Though. Yeah, but she's great um, in the newsroom, and she's very good. She's a wonderful yeah. actor. Um, uh, that was like visually and emotionally like super stirring. Um, and then I just think the scene in the lighthouse where they're yeah. confronting him is like a, a, an emotional peak 
and it's actors right. like killing it other than Mark Ruffalo. And I love him so much. Yeah, some of A what Mark bit. Ruffalo says is but good. But Ben but Kingsley yeah. and uh, Leo play off of each other brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, I love I love both of those scenes. I really like... Um, I love the scene where Teddy is talking to Dr. Uh, Nairing or Nairing. Uh, the d- German doctor, the first time, and yep. they're going back yep. and forth, kind of hitting each other with like um, little slams at each, yeah, yeah, yeah. At each other's they're profession. Being but super it, catty. But that's the first time it's really cutting to Dachau because he's yeah. getting the musical cue of Mahler yep. in the background, and it is. The way that that scene is edited and filmed is unbelievable. The way that they're, the papers are flying in the air and yep. and you and it's so well paced or structured to the point where when Dr. Nyring is saying certain things about violence in men and what type of person he was in war, it cuts to the exact moment that he takes the gun away from the guy who tried to commit suicide. Yeah. The one who was running the concentration camp yeah. tried to commit suicide and he will let him, he wants him to die out slowly. Yeah. And it, and it, that's a moment probably in his life that changed him. Although yeah. it, it is alluded to later that, that it, there were no soldiers killed. I don't know if yeah, you Yeah. Ben Kingsley says yeah. like you may or may not have, uh, yep. uh, shot soldiers, soldiers at Dachau. Uh, yep, which is really interesting. And yep. again, like another hint of like what we're seeing is uh, like part of Leonardo's uh, um, uh, uh, hallucination delusion. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you guys know what the difference is between a boozer and a drunk is? Because in that is scene, is there a technical term? Leo says, technical I'd be difference? happy to call myself a boozer. Yeah, uh, he said he's a boozer <laughs> and a drunk or something like that. Leo says, I don't know What's who he's the talking There's about. There's a difference? No, he says like, both. Like, what oh, are you is asking the legitimately? Yeah. Like oh, no, fields, I don't know the difference. Your field's full of boozers and drunks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have any quotes you want to highlight from either of these? Um, I have about? a couple, but yeah. I don't know if we've already covered I them. I think we've covered them. This place makes me wonder, which would we, which would be better, to live as a monster or die as a good man? Yeah, such a good line. Super That's popular. like, what's better, that line or the the Dark Knight one, where it's like that you line. either die a hero. One. That one. Yeah, you're a simple. <laughs> you don't like the Dark Knight one, or the Dark Knight one is. But. Uh, you either die as a hero yeah, no. or live long enough to see yourself become yeah. a monster. It's, it's such a good it's, line. It's a solid. Yeah. This like, one is actually delivered in a more appropriate fashion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Leo was just like actor. thrown at you. I've got a couple funny unsane lines. Yeah, one is just such a sick burn. You're a simpleton, David. Oh, yeah. You're a dunce. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that was hard. Woo! That was Slammed hard. him. He is a simpleton uh, and a dunce. Do you guys have any recommendations of movies? Oh, wait. Do you have another line? No. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any recommendations of other type of mystery movies that are similar to these that we might not get to? I don't because Shutter Island's the best of them. Yeah. yeah. I do recommend that people watch Unsane, though. I would say go go watch it. It's pretty every fun. Yeah, every film. That, I don't think I've watched a lot mm-hmm. more of like the ones where it's lit, the theme is like whether or not the person's in, uh, in, uh, insane. Uh, but most of them look like trash. There was the one gaslighting movie, which I Nick, do you remember what that was? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like what this is. Yeah, yeah. Which we should, which should also signal that like this is kind of a fundamentally gendered thing. Uh, yeah. Because gaslighting is. Um, so yeah, whatever 
whatever in the world that might be. I mean, I, I recommend that people just like read the book. I, yeah, it, it's really I, good. I want to. Um, and then I, I don't know. There's plenty of movies in Scorsese's category. Oh, I, I do think that people should go watch High Flying Bird. Uh, if you're, especially if you're a fan of basketball, you should the NBA. Don't point at me. Uh, I was just pointing <laughs> in general. Um, if you're a fan of the NBA, you should watch Steven Soderbergh's movie High Flying Bird on Netflix. It's a very quick watch. It's amazingly filmed. I can't believe it's on iPhones. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's really interesting. It's a it's an exciting, fast paced story. Yeah. Um, do you uh, do you have any recommendations of anything else? I don't really have a lot for Movie Minute. No? Okay. I, I say for... Well, I, I do say... Oh, sorry. You were... No, right. you go first. This should be the last thing. I, this is going to be for the, the three of us. I think if anybody out there is worried about going to see Rise of Skywalker because they saw... <laughs> oh, yeah. We should critical, talk about that. If they saw yeah, critical fuck, reviews fuck that were like reviews. 56% and they lo- read The Ringer, which I, I read, um, and uh, they didn't like The Last Jedi... Might we recommend going to see Rise Just of Skywalker? Go watch it. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, you're gonna watch it anyways. It's one of the biggest movies. All, all of all of the dumb stuff for me. All of the like it's little limited. kid stuff is out. Yeah, like it's all beautiful settings. Like the uh, uh, cinematography is gorgeous. The Kylo Ren story goes. Oh, uh, I, I think it ends. I loved perfectly. it. Yeah, I loved it. Go watch it. Uh, it's great. What about you? Um, are you gonna do pluggables after this? Yeah, let's do pluggables. Okay. Social media. So before we go to pluggables, I just want to say if there is anybody out there who um, has thoughts of hurting themselves or suicide, call one eight zero zero two seven three eight two five five. That is a twenty four hour hotline that you can talk to about things um, of that nature. If you are a veteran and someone that's dealing with PTSD, you can press one immediately after pressing that and talk to a veterans hotline specifically. Good. Um, if you were a victim of stalking, you can call 1-866-689-HELP. Uh, if you are a domestic violence um, abuse victim, you can call 1-800-821-HOPE. All of those three things that I uh, just named are 24-hour hotlines for anyone that is experiencing any of the difficulties experienced by people in Shutter Island or, or insane uh, yep. or... In general, um, in okay. general thank the you, people Nick. that you know. Yeah, Nick, thank you for putting that yep. in there. Yeah. That's, uh, Call one of those numbers um, and talk to someone about your mental health. It's real. Thank you. Um, so just to wrap this up, uh, we're going to be releasing our decade top tens, uh, Nick and I. Ooh, uh, yeah. Jimmy, if you have yours, you should let us know. I got to find the piece of paper. Uh, it's just kind of the crazy. It's just the movies that we've found to be essential yeah, for this be decade. Essential um, for myself. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> all about yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, next week, we will be having uh, my friend Clay Susick on uh, to hey. talk about two action comedies. We're going to be doing Hot Fuzz, uh, the Edgar Wright movie, and we're going to face it off against a stupid action comedy that didn't work because we love Hot Fuzz. So sorry to spoil that. Uh, <laughs> go watch that if you haven't already. It's amazing. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. We are on Twitter, twitter.com slash facingoffpod. I recommend that you follow it. Nick has been making some funny tweets. Um, and we would just like some more people following us on Twitter. Um, and then you can send us emails. We got amazing emails from Otto and Kevin Gathman. Um, so please send us an email to facingoffpodcast at gmail.com, especially to give us what you rated these movies uh, or any movie that we've done so far. Jimmy, thanks for joining us. 
Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, do you I want li- anybody like- following you? Probably not. No, don't follow me. Yeah. Leave me alone. Go visit Jimmy at University of Virginia yeah, and check out one of his classes. Yeah, come down. There's stuff. Can't. Yeah. You could. Yeah, I guess you could sit in on the class. I think he'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, I'm not going to give you my email or anything. We would love to have you on more. I think we're going to figure out a way to do it over the computer yeah, I would love long to. distance, especially since you watch so many movies. Yeah, I love yeah, you guys. We do that. Uh, yeah, this is a good way for... I loved experiencing these movies this way. Yeah, I thought it this was, was a lot really of fun, fun time. It's fun, right? And we got a bit of an argument between me and Nick at one point. That was oh, fun. I wanted you but to... But I, I, well, I'll explain after. We'll Gabe, throw down later. Yeah, yeah um, Gabe, Gabe jumped on the table. A, do you have a send-off? <laughs> Do you have a send off like a line that may or or something from one of the movies that you want to send off with? Uh, no. Nick. <laughs> bye, Steve. Oh, bye, Steve's partner. <laughs> it's as if she evaporated straight through the walls. <laughs>